This is Dumb Line, the podcast of dumb crimes and even dumber criminals. Hello, dummies everywhere and all the ships at sea. <laughs> Welcome back to Dumb Line, your favorite podcast for dumb crimes and dumb criminals. My name is Greg. I'm hanging out with my golfing buddy, Jason. Hello, everybody. And the talented Maria. Hey, dummies. So I, this is 2023 we're in right now, correct? It is. Yes. I got a buddy from college in Pittsburgh. I'm in Philadelphia. I wanted to take a train out to see him. Do you know how long it takes a train in 2023 to go 300 miles in the same state from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh? Eight hours. Nope. 18. 10. 10 hours, an average of 30 miles per hour, not even the 30. speed of a Vespa or a scooter oh at this point. You can, you, with, <laughs> with your average speed, driving out there has got to be faster than 30 miles an hour, right? Yeah, driving yeah. out there is like five hours, a little under five hours, four and a half hours. I've never driven out there. I didn't realize. I, oh, my holy, God. That's why would you 30? take that then? Well, why would you take it? <laughs> yeah. Comfort? In comparison, I was in Amsterdam and took a train to Paris, which is 15 miles longer, and it took four hours. We went through two countries. Yeah, you can get from London to Paris in three hours on the Eurostar. Yeah, this is did. the same state. That's insane. 300 did, miles. Uh, yeah, we did London to, to Amsterdam in like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> America, greatest country <laughs> in the world, unless you're yeah. taking a train. Unless it's unless you're talking infrastructure, but any transportation that or healthcare, not, or yeah, yeah. any number of yeah, other infrastructure, things. Infrastructure, Buses are great. Trains are great. <laughs> Ten fucking hours. That's crazy. And if I want to fly, I've done this flight. You don't even level out. You're up and you're down. It's literally like thirty-five minutes. And it doesn't run every day anymore. I heard. No, they have flights. Three hundred and thirty-eight dollars round trip for this. Oh my god. I'm, uh, yeah. All right. Maria, give us a headline. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, this headline is from the New York Post, February 22nd, 2023, in Santa Cruz, California. Creepy cookie monster terrorizing town. Cops warn, steer clear. Is <laughs> <laughs> it creepier than the original cookie monster? <laughs> creepier. So let me tell you what this guy's name is. I shit you not. His name is Adam Sandler. Oh, man. <laughs> he's 59, so it's not the same Adam Sandler. <laughs> but he, is apparent, he was apparently cursing and taunting locals on the boardwalk. <laughs> boardwalk where? Santa Cruz, California. Oh, man. Why were they calling him the Cookie Monster? Because he was in a... Oh. He was in a Cookie Monster costume? I kind of did not contextualize that. Oh. He was in a Cookie Monster costume. Was his... Did, he didn't a have creepy like a full... A jazz. creepy one. So he looked like Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers man. Yeah, he looked his, like if Gritty and... Eyes bugging out. Oscar had a baby and it came out blue. Did you see his face or no? You couldn't see his face in the mask. <laughs> oh, that makes it even creepier. He had a big open mouth. He didn't look really like Cookie Monster. It was... It's weird. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if there's damage control at Sesame Street Corporation because they're like, man, Cookie Monster is in the news for not good things. Elmo. It was like that Elmo in in Times Square, right? It's the same guy. Is it? Is it? He moved. Oh, man. (laughs) What did the Elmo guy do? But in New York, he was Dan Sandler. (laughs) What did the Elmo guy do? He was like yelling anti-Semitic stuff at people in Times Square. But people in Times Square dress in Is he Jewish as a Sandler? Uh, I have no idea. Hmm. I have no idea. 
But in Times Square, people do dress up in yeah. bootleg yeah. Sesame Street costumes to take pictures. Sure. So this guy, I guess, just wandered over to Santa Cruz and decided to harass some people. <laughs> who's the Who's the cowboy? He's like there? Uh, yeah, the naked, naked cowboy. cowboy. Yeah. All right, take me away, Maria. Something fun, magical, interesting. Oh, this is we're gonna we're gonna time travel this week. Magical. Ooh, I love time traveling. Okay, our subject this week is so dumb, she makes George Santos look like a criminal mastermind. <laughs> this episode was recommended by listener Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. And part of the title of the article he sent to me was The Crappiest Criminal in Bay Area History. <laughs> I like crappy. <laughs> I like the, the alliteration. <laughs> um, that article is by Ray Alexandra for kqed.org other sources include the san francisco examiner the san francisco call and uh court filings at the time kqed is tough K- call it, call letters it is well, the kqed yeah it doesn't flow no. no so isabella bidwell is born in new york in 1861 and at age 21 she moves to the west coast and settles in weaverville california That's a mining town known for its gold, about 260 miles north of San Francisco. What year was this? Um, She moved in 18... She was born in 1861, so Um, In about 1886, she marries John Martin, a wealthy 58-year-old gold mine owner. A year later, Isabella travels back to New York without John. And when she returns to California, she has a child with her and tells John the baby is his. Hmm. So the baby's not his and the baby's not hers. What? She brought a baby from an orphanage and said, here, here's your baby. Surprise. I was pregnant. She she wasn't pregnant. How long was she away? I, I mean... It's a trek across the country. I don't know exactly how long she was away. I was trying to figure that out. Like, did she, was she gone for a year? But I couldn't find any time length for when she was gone. Not, not her kid. Not her kid. Not his kid. Does she tell, does he find out right away? Mm, we'll, we'll say. Okay. Um, so when Isabella returns to Weaverville with John Jr. Weaverville sounds like a tough place to grow up. It, Weaverville, it, California in 1869. Yeah. A gold mining town. Yeah, that sounds rough. tough. But she didn't grow up there. She grew up in New York, okay. which would have been just as tough, probably, okay. in the 1860s. Um, so John Sr. suddenly dies a year after she returns with John Jr. When John's brother also dies a year after that, Isabella begins telling his family that John Jr. is actually Henry's baby, who's John's, John Sr.'s brother. And she sues his estate to try to get money to support John Jr. Does Henry got cash? Yeah, Henry has cash. John had no cash? John had cash. Oh. Both gold mine owners? John Sr. is a gold mine owner. I don't know what Henry does for a living, but I'm assuming the gold is probably family money. Cool. She got a high lifestyle. She's got John's money, and now she's trying to get money out of Henry? Yeah. I don't know if she had John's money. Maybe. She's married to him. She'd have that his money unless he's yeah, got a prenup. Yeah. Did the prenups exist back then? Yeah, she probably inherited that and then was just like, oh, well... Yeah, you know maybe what? we lived on this. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to live on this for very long. Yeah, you know what? I, you know, this isn't even his kid. It's this guy's kid, and I need his money now yeah. too. Man, 
man, she's cold. How do you even how do you even determine paternity back then? It was just, just they hold them up. Do they look yeah. like <laughs> just yeah, like looking like they put just right next to a picture or yeah. like a, a, you honor know. system? Yeah. <laughs> um. So Isabella forges letters between her and Henry to try to prove they have a relationship, and forges a new will that includes a third of Henry's estate going to her son. Well, at least she wasn't too greedy. Yeah, Only just a, a third. third. Just a third. Yeah. So the courtroom where the lawsuit is held becomes a complete circus. Isabella throws a civil code book at one of the lawyer's heads. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I don't imagine she just grabs it off a table. Table and mm. throws it at one of the lawyer's heads, probably when they were saying something negative about her because she got really, yeah. she gets really upset. I was in law school. Those civil procedure books were massive. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can kill somebody, get it with us. Sure, if you're hitting the right way, the right force, sure. Concussed. Concussed. Definitely concussed. One of her attorneys also resigns after she intimates that he sent her racy letters, and he is like, No way, lady. Are you kidding me? Love the racy letters. Yeah. That's like the dick pic of like yeah, the, the dick pic. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> early late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah. The the sultry letter. Yeah, with that's a like fountain pen. Yeah, yeah. A fountain well. pen with yeah, great, the, beautiful yeah. penmanship. Those, that's like the yeah. Those are the nudes of the yeah. yeah. Send letters. <laughs> so eventually, a police officer is assigned to protect the judge from her because they're afraid she's going to bite him. Why bite? Has I she don't know. Before? They didn't say anything about biting, <laughs> and then they're like, she, we, she might bite. We got to put a police officer <laughs> up by the judge. <laughs> She's like the first person in Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> um, Isabella also brings John Jr. to the trial each day, John probably Jr. to Can you like say John Jr. John Jr. John Jr. <laughs> to the trial each day. And um, according to KQED, she asks the judge if he would like to take care of John Jr. in court. And the judge says, quote, I've got work to do. Take the child anywhere. Put him on the desk. Put him on the roof. But don't bring him to me. <laughs> Put him on the roof. Put him on the roof. <laughs> I mean, I think they've all had it with yeah. her. Like, they just Wait a minute, can't this, even... <laughs> this source KQED, this is a, a, a source reporting in actual time back in the day? No. no. <laughs> I was like, KQED reporting. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's public. It's um, oh, uh, a public news station like in the Bay Area. Sepia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, like the, Put him on the roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just in this just in from the courtroom you had to, you had to have Isabella caught biting the judge <laughs> you had to have an actual piano player there because judge, judge getting rabies re- shots record sound yet that's the sound original like, sonographer was like a piano yeah <laughs> play him off Charlie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the proceedings last three months and needless to say, gain massive attention well, from the press. What is going months. on for three months? Are they having trial once a week? <laughs> three months to determine months. what? That this is a fake will I or this is his, not his she, baby? I th- it's to determine whether the money should go to her. She sued because she wanted the money from Henry's estate. So I think... How many witnesses could there be? Three months. I, Three well, months I think what happened so, was so her lawyers resigned, so they probably had to start with a new lawyer. She threw the book. She threw some hissy fits in church. <laughs> they got a witness from New York on a stagecoach they're waiting to show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you needed witnesses back then, it would take You got a subpoena. You got to send a subpoena. I'll telegraph. Pony the, Exp- is that, yeah. That's yeah. Pony Express time. <laughs> yeah, gotta, they don't yeah. even have, like... That's not even... It's not even planes or, or <laughs> yeah, Pony Express. Three months. What are they discussing? <laughs> yeah, what are so, they discussing? I don't. <laughs> the judge clearly has no control over that. Court. No, no. 
So in the and end, she's juggling. Yeah. I'm sorry, he says the circus like she's juggling. Yeah. She's juggling civil code yeah. books. Yeah. <laughs> Judge is spinning on a wheel. She's like throwing code books at him. Bailiff is just like pulling <laughs> handkerchiefs out of his, yeah, yeah, his yeah. pocket. The taking three months. They can't get any work done. Everyone's doing circus tricks. Circus. Oh my God. Yeah, it's an actual circus. <laughs> so in the end, Isabella is humiliated in court when an attorney drags her reputation through the mud and proves um, her paperwork is a forgery. So Isabella is so offended, she decides to take revenge on that attorney by suing him twice for $500,000. That's a for, ton of money. Yeah. Back at then. the back then? I mean, she's, now it's a ton of yeah, money. Now it, uh, yeah, now it's a lot. Back then, yeah. that's a ton. She's very litigious. Oh, she is, it, she is is, a you don't know the half of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that's for defamation for her and for her son. <laughs> Wait, her reputation, how they drag it down? Did they have racy letters she wrote to people? She had, there was an earlier incident she, that I omitted. She sending nudes? She wasn't sending nudes, <laughs> but she started, um, she started sort of, harassing is probably a strong word, but like chasing this other guy around, I forget his name, and he paid her $1,000 to go away. He's like, I just get out of my hair. Just take $1,000 and go. So that came up in court as well thousand dollars that's a lot of money back yes then. this yeah. is a, i mean it is a gold rush i mean this is a so time when gold you, was booming do you so. think do you think she's, getting she's the original she's, gold digger but oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're just paying her nuggets here's here's a hundred dollar nugget oh no, maybe no it is cash. they're just, just like nuggets. flipping it off their real. that's real here's a here's a hundred dollars worth of gold nugget all right so she loses that loss those lawsuits Following that lawsuit, she is in and out of court, sometimes for threatening people and other times for for debts she owes. She also obviously really likes lawsuits because she sues everyone she possibly can during this 12-year period where all of this stuff, she's in and out of court all the time. Same she's got a spending same, issue. I same mean, judge? <laughs> I don't know how many judges the town had. I know Weaverville, how many judges Weaverville probably won. It's got to be the same. And except the other guy was probably like, I quit yeah, after I got guy, a book thrown up. Oh, no. Yeah, the baby on yeah, the roof The baby guy. on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> He's been She's, dealing with this girl this for, years. for 12 years. Yeah. She's in and out of court with this, but she's got John Sr.'s money. There's no Amazon. What is she spending money on back then? I don't. Well, she's she does wear a new like, dress every day for three months to court. <laughs> So she's definitely getting dresses. Uh, this goes on until 1901, when two cottages Isabella owns in Oakland burned down mysteriously. Hmm. When the cause of the fire is suspected to be arson, her insurance claim is denied. So Isabella sues the insurance company, and the case is dismissed out of court in back, 1905. Back in front of judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, like, Jesus uh, Christ. Again? Again? <laughs> <laughs> so since the case was dismissed, she travels east to threaten the life of the president of the insurance company. Mm. She so doesn't. With, I, with I mean, we've also, we've all sent the email to the president. You know, it's all she's just trying to get to the president. That's true. OG email is riding in a stagecoach to New Jersey, or I think that's where he lives. Do you stay fired up that, that whole is, ride out? Yeah, the whole. Like, you're like, mm, when you get in that station, I think you get the, by yeah, the time you get there, you're probably like, I was going to say, when you get to like Missouri and it's been like two months, you still can't be mad. Yeah, you can't be fired up. So, you have to get yourself so angry at the end of that six-month yeah, yeah. journey. Yeah. <laughs> By that time, you'd be like, ah, oh, screw it. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, I just lost everything. Yeah. But then you get fired up because now you're in on the East Coast for no reason. <laughs> then you get fired <laughs> up again. Then yeah. you storm in. Yeah. 
Um, Isabel then returns to California. Isabella <laughs> then returns to California. She bringing the baby back and forth. I was with just her? Yeah, it was John I have, Jr. There's no indication that John Jr. came with her. Judge, he's on the, the judge has literally raised this kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he's still in the courtroom. Like, um, he's like bailiff. <laughs> Here comes the dove. Oh, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> On March 19th, 1907, a house in Oakland partially explodes. The family who lives there, the Ogdens, managed to survive. It's the family of Frank Ogden, who's the judge who finally dismissed <laughs> oh, her lawsuit man. against the insurance company. Wow. <laughs> Now, is she, um, is she an arsonist herself, or has she got people, you think? Well, this is multiple houses burning down. We'll find out. And an explosion. That's, that's tough to put together. Yeah. So one year later, John Jr. is caught attempting to burn a barn down. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah, he's a fire he's bug. A little pyro. Yeah. He finally tells the police everything about his mother, who has been controlling him, beating him, and having him do her bidding since he was a child. Oh, man. Uh, kids say that stuff all the time, don't they? John Jr. states that Isabella had a supply of 25 pounds of dynamite stored under their house. Their house. It's like old school cartoons like TNT. Acme TNT. Why would you put that under your house? She's dumb. I mean, you know, she's the crappiest criminal in Bay Area history. Holy. I know. So the way she got it to Weaverville is she bought it. Oh, no. She bought it in Weaverville, wrapped it in a mattress, and transported it back to Oakland. Wrapped in a mattress. One spark from a match. Wait, whose house is in Oakland? The judge? She has two cottages in Oakland. She also has a house in Weaverville. Mm -hmm. So her cottages in Oakland burned down. And she bought the dynamite in Weaverville, where it's probably more, now that I think about it, way way easier to get dynamite because of the mines. You can probably yeah. buy it pretty easily. Yeah. TNT is very... I would think back then, though, Weaverville, I'm imagining, is not a metropolis. So oh, when yeah. houses start exploding and the judge's yeah. house explodes, it's pretty much easy to say, hey, that Isabella bought yeah. Yeah, half a she, ton of yeah, TNT yeah. last week. Yeah. It's only like it's, pro- you like might it's want probably to take like it right just over. A, a suburb of Oakland. Like, oh, yeah, she, oh, like, it's, yeah. two, six, it's 260 miles, miles from oh, San yeah. Francisco, so... But yeah. somewhere but around you hear there. her house is exploding, and then the judge's house, there's a fire at, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. then John Jr.'s caught burning a barn, trying to burn down <laughs> yeah. a barn. Um, so when the Ogden's home exploded, Isabella had, uh, she took 12 sticks of dynamite, fashioned a long fuse, and urged John Jr. to bike to the Ogden's, to bike. She led her son on a bike with 12 sticks of dynamite. <laughs> It is volatile. It is volatile stuff. Yeah. And she wanted him to detonate it on their porch. So Isabella had wrapped the dynamite in a newspaper on which she had written the words, good man. And though she flatly denies it is her handwriting, it's later proven to be hers. Wait, how does the, the handwriting survive the explosion? Oh, because John Jr. put it around back of the house rather than on the porch. And there was a scrap of newspaper that survived the explosion. Mm, wow. It didn't explode the whole, it didn't blow up the whole house. Wow. It was one portion of the house. So this scrap of newspaper survives. And obviously that wouldn't hold up in court today, but yeah. that, also this case, it's like no brainer. I mean, that was just the like icing on the cake. Like, okay, yes, it's definitely this crazy person. Um, so here comes more dumb. Yeah. Dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> 
After the explosion, Isabella asks John Jr. to poison the water of a few (coughs) Weaverville families with Paris Green, which is an arsenic-based toxin. John Jr. luckily makes a mistake and puts the poison in the wrong stream and no one is harmed. <laughs> well, thank God his... Uh, his kids are uh, usually persuaded to do these activities. I mean, if you're under someone's thumb, you With think... With all this practice, he should be a mastermind at this point, but he's still <laughs> he's, like making rookie mistakes. I know. All right, he's been in this since birth. You know, He's been watching this. He's been yeah. like he's, an apprentice for years a, here. He's not a, uh, a phenom. No. Mm-hmm. no, not a prodigy. Not a prodigy. Which also sang the song Firestarter. <laughs> I'm a Firestarter. <laughs> <laughs> nice tie in, Greg. Yeah, that yeah, was impressive. Was a great tie in. Yeah. So Isabella also has John Jr. place lead acetate <laughs> in a sugar in barrel in at another, a grocery store. In another street. Yeah, in another street. I'm sure he's not wearing gloves, fucking around with this lead. He's no, yeah, he's like carrying it around. <laughs> yeah. um, she has him put it in a sugar barrel at a grocery store. This also comes to nothing. Like he puts it in there, no nobody ever which is great. I'm not yes, you know, it's yeah. great that nothing ever happened. Let's just but she tries and tries and like she nothing do it in happens. like a in like a pickle barrel. Yeah, it was probably a sugar barrel. It was probably the same as a pickle barrel. Sugar barrel. It's probably like a tiny crumb of lead acetate and didn't do anything. So John's all, John's just spilling the beans, yeah, John Junior. He he's everything. telling them all this stuff. Yeah. He's I, already done this and he's telling them he's done yeah. all this stuff. He's okay. just randomly poisoning. Even stuff that didn't work out, he's telling what we did. Yeah. They would never find out this <laughs> no. kid. No, he's just spilling it. Jesus. Um he is also responsible for the burning of their cottages. He admits to that. Hmm. And then um he claims she had other plans in the works when he is arrested. So there was more on deck to be done. <laughs> How old is he at this point? He's sixteen. He was 16 when the um, explosion happened, 17 when he got caught by the cops. Yeah, this kid didn't have a chance. There's no yeah. chance this kid's just rogue and trying to pin it on his mom? I don't who's think Who's not so. his mom? I don't think so. She sounds like a... Can you imagine living with that? The judge can't even handle her in court, and they need a cop <laughs> to keep to keep yeah, her from biting. In, where's the judge in all of this? Is the judge home well, the when judge, his house exploded? The, the family was home, but... Um, John Jr. saw them in the front of the house and therefore didn't put it on the porch and walked the the explosive okay. around to so the back of the house. He has a conscience. Yeah, he didn't. He's got something. Or is he a flunky and saying he's got a conscience? <laughs> or did he mess? Or he, did he just? Bungle he was just the like, head? Yeah, oh, he that was again. the back Another of the house. One. Oh, he I thought that was the front <laughs> yeah, of the house. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> he also walks the cops around their home, revealing where all of Isabella's explosives and poisons <laughs> are stored, and it's all over the house. <laughs> so after John Jr.'s confession, Isabella is arrested and tried. I'm sure everyone but her attorneys breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> did, did she plead guilty? <laughs> did, did she same plead? judge. Oh, she same, definitely did not plead guilty. Same, same judge. So where does where does John Jr. getting all this? John Jr. is the witness, so he testified against the, he testifies against clean, his mother. Clean. He's clean. Um, during the trial, she blames everything Man. on John Jr. Quote: John has never. Ha- Sorry, let me just take a second. John has never had anything but good advice from me, she says. He has been insane from his early youth. One article says it takes the jury a few hours to convict her, but another says the jury finds her guilty in six minutes. I believe the latter. Yeah. I like the, the later story for sure. So because of John Jr.'s full testimony against her, she appeals, of course, she appeals because he was colluding with her in some ways and he was committing crimes as well yeah um and she therefore gets a new trial how does he get he's got he's got to go to jail no they actually 
during the second trial protect him because they feel that he's being controlled by her and has been controlled by her. What a difference of times. This guy be tried as an adult right now. Yeah. Blowing stuff up or trying to blow stuff up. Yeah, with with her. her. Yeah. Yeah. With her. Um, so she has a second trial. She's found what guilty. He, what if he was the mastermind? Yeah. It's like a good, he never committed a, another be, crime in the rest of his life. Like a, that would be like a good Twilight Zone. That would be good. Like at the end. Isabella's actually the nice one. Yeah, all yeah, happening yeah, in John's yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, oh, she also represents herself during the new trial. <laughs> I mean, it's probably hard to get an attorney at this point. <laughs> yeah. She's got a bad. How many attorneys are there in Weaverville? Can you imagine yeah. the judge seeing her show up with no attorney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she spends so much time in court. She may like have procedure down. Like she may has yeah. to at this be point a, be a decent lawyer. You did another psychic. You had another psychic moment. Mm-hmm. So the San Francisco call notes that she has an impressive <laughs> knowledge of the law. <laughs> she had to have. She had been in court her entire. I mean, I I only watch Dateline, and I have a you know minor knowledge of criminal law. So if I if she's in court. For most of her adult life, she has to know what is going She's on. Got like, pers- like full procedure down and like, oh yeah, <laughs> crazy. yeah. This yeah. is no my cousin Vinny. She knows <laughs> no. what's happening. Yes. <laughs> her second trial ends in a conviction, and Isabella is sentenced to life in prison. So after being a total pain in the ass in San Quentin, she like throws hot soup on people. She's a disaster. Throw, throwing hot soup on somebody's disrespectful. Man, that is... Did she kill anyone? No. Life in prison for these explosions. No. Well, so Hank and John Sr., she's not ever accused of killing them. Or it's doing highly anything. suspected, but it is not, not for his death. Not wow. She gets life in prison for, for blowing up her own cottages. And the Ogden's Well, I think house. for conspiring to kill a whole family mm-hmm. and trying to carry it out. And maybe the judge. And also judge trying to poison way. the town. I mean, there are a <laughs> lot of things she's done. Poisoning the town. Bad. So Isabella is moved to Napa State Hospital in 1913. Oh, man. State Hospital now. Yeah. Losing it. She remains there until her death in 1929. And John Jr. appears to have gone on to lead a normal life without her. Hmm. All right. You see that last shot in like the Twilight Zone with him walking away with like a sinister grin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I think there's a new episode on the a new episode of Twilight Zone on the horizon. Good, uh, good for good for John Junior getting out of that. John Junior. John Junior. Oh, I forgot to do that. John Junior through the whole thing. I couldn't switch back and forth. No worries. John John. All right. So I mean, the dumb is just suing lawyers that. The, you know, dismiss judges who dismiss your case in court and lawyers who have defended you or. Well, I mean, throwing know. books in court, yeah. um, threatening to bite the judge, not good in a the small po- town. The poisoning the wrong river is awesome. Well, she could have trained John Jr. a little, a better. little better. She might have. And, oh, no, he did it accidentally. I was going to say maybe she told him to put it in the wrong stream, but no, mm. yeah, he well, did that accidentally. Yeah, there was, uh, but even even the criminality was dumb and messed up. Like even when mm-hmm. they could bring it to to the point of fruition, it gets fucked up, and he puts it in the wrong thing. Yeah, and I mean, if the, if if the judge's house is going to explode, who is going to blow up this judge's house? Yeah, she's I mean, been in she's front. Got to be the only person who's been in front <laughs> yeah. of him like thirty times and lost every time. Especially with the population, she's yeah. there can't be anybody else in court. Right. Yeah, she's right. Her the whole time. They're like, did it happen when she was in New Jersey threatening the president of the insurance company, or was she here? <laughs> judge Judge So and So's house blew up. Oh yeah, it was totally Isabella. Yeah, like, yeah she yeah, hates yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody knows that. They go down to the convenience. Like in the hardware store. Oh yeah, she was in here last week. She bought a bunch of dynamite. <laughs> yeah. 
Didn't think we, nothing of it. Thought she had a new mind. She was exploding. <laughs> I gave her that arsenic-based toxin. Yeah, yeah. Um, she ordered yeah, a lot of that. Buy, yeah. A like, busy woman. It was like f- flour, butter, TNT, <laughs> arsenic, yeah, yeah. mercury, yeah. apples. No, it's probably like, like the people who just, go to Walmart and they're on camera and it's like duct tape, gloves, yeah, rope, yeah, yeah. plastic sheeting, tarp, like every single <laughs> thing. It's probably the same thing. She's like TNT, arsenic, lead acetate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I thought fuse. nothing of it, but now you mention all this, it does, does sound a little weird. Weird. It does sound strange. Sheriff, you might be onto something here. You might want to go talk to Miss Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Maria. Just what I needed. Yeah. Awesome. Jason, shout out to the socials, please. Dumbline podcast on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that uh, all that good stuff. Um, like, subscribe, and uh, make sure you uh, share the podcast with your friends as well. We also got a really nice comment this week from somebody, and it just cheered me up so much. So I want to thank Christine. Colleen. Colleen. Oh, my God. Colleen. On Instagram. I would like to thank Colleen on Instagram for your really nice comment. I had kind of a bummer of a week, and that just super cheered me up this weekend. So thank you. For those who didn't see it, it said, oh, love Maria during the podcast. Those two bozos, I don't know how you deal with them. But Maria, you're great. So (laughs) Maria, love that comment. Thanks, Colleen. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Okay, uh, (laughs) <laughs> we know we're inferior, but just when the fans no, 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 yeah, yeah. Way to no, go. no, no. <laughs> but thanks for listening, Colleen. Yeah, yeah, yeah really thanks. Appreciate Colleen. it. Sharing is caring. Share it. My name is Greg. I'm Jason. I'm Maria. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye, dummies. <laughs>